Welcome to Support After Abortions podcast. My name is Nathan Masirian, and I'll be hosting a dedicated series called Men Healing from Trauma. In our culture, men are not validated who've experienced trauma through miscarriage, pregnancy loss, or even abortion. Through this series, you'll hear firsthand experiences. You'll also hear from clergy, clinicians, and experts in the field of healing to provide practical ways that both men and women can heal from the impact of abortion. Welcome to Support After Abortions podcast. This is the ongoing series about helping men heal from trauma. We're so glad to have Greg Hasek back with us. He's the Executive Director of Christian Counseling in Southwest Florida. Greg, you are a, a expert in the field of trauma and we're really looking forward to today focusing on the impact and understanding what trauma does in both men and women. Thank you so much for being here today. It's really great to be here, Nathan. I, I'm excited about our time together today. Me too. And for those who are watching us uh, on video, uh, we happen to be wearing uh, coordinated shirts. <laughs> to those who are listening via podcast, I'd encourage you to visit us online. You can see our live video. We've had a lot of fun today. Uh, and uh, catching up on how uh, this topic of trauma is, is really um, quite powerful and how it impacts even our daily life. I was sharing with Greg offline uh, in the other work that I do, the opportunities, the doors that are being opened to speak about trauma. So for today, let's start with the, the, key, the key part, Greg, just walk us through your clinical training and background and experience. And then our key question to start us today, how do you define trauma? Yeah. Okay. So my background is um, I have a master's degree in marriage and family therapy. I graduated in 1998 um, from a school in Oregon called George Fox. Um, I've been licensed as a therapist in Oregon since 2004, and then licensed as a clinician here in Florida since 2014. Um, I am the executive director of Southwest Florida Christian Counseling. Um, throughout my career, um, one of the main presenting problems that clients come with is some form of trauma um, over the years um, that has become um, really one of my main focus areas in my work with clients. I started doing abortion recovery work in 2004. And so again, that's one of my other specialty areas is how does abortion cause trauma for both men and women? And that's a big part of my work today. So I've been um, listening to various speakers use the word trauma but why don't we take the opportunity to have you give us that definition from your perspective? Yeah. So if you think about trauma, it's, it's any event that happens to you that catches you off guard, that is overwhelming, and it, it just is too much for your ability to cope. And it causes a variety of symptoms. Sometimes those symptoms can be as severe as post-traumatic stress disorder, uh, or you can have just some of the symptoms of post-traumatic stress disorder, such as if we think about hypervigilance or anxiety or intrusive thoughts or a numbing of your emotions as an ability to try to survive the event. Oftentimes it's a shock because you're caught off guard. And as we talk more about how men and women go through the trauma of abortion, if you think about being caught off guard, Oftentimes, when that woman or that man finds out there's a crisis pregnancy, that is an example of being caught off guard. And that's even prior to the abortion. Mm. Now we actually have trauma symptoms at the finding out 
that this uh, pregnancy is, is going to happen. Wow. Mm -hmm. So let's just spend a moment uh, or two um, helping, helping our listeners understand how does an abortion experience create trauma or can create trauma in women? Yeah, for the, 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 as far as uh, how abortion affects uh, a woman in terms of trauma different than a man, the first thing we want to think about, Nathan, is how a woman experiences abortion physically. And now men don't experience the actual physical abortion. So women actually experience the physical abortion first. And oftentimes that trauma can, can happen at a, through a medical abortion or a surgical abortion. Um, a medical abortion being a pill, a abortion pill where they take, and then they oftentimes experience that abortion at home, which is very traumatic for a lot of women. We're finding more and more women are experiencing trauma, especially the visual trauma and the, and the trauma on their body, especially when they're, they're all by themselves at home and they're oftentimes they're calling um, friends or family members for help when it's happening. Um, the other is, of course, the surgical abortion where they're oftentimes you know, trapped and they're, they're going through a surgical procedure at the abortion clinic. Um, and oftentimes um, the trauma is more, more um, difficult because they can't escape what's happening to them and they feel trapped. So, um, so that's the beginning stages for how women experience trauma um, of abortion in terms of the physical. Now for the male, oftentimes when they find out that their partner's pregnant, they experience trauma at that very moment. Now it depends on oftentimes too, if they've had trauma in their background as a child, mm -hmm. men are more likely to be triggered more in their previous trauma when their partner comes to them and says they're, they're pregnant. Unexpectedly they, pregnant. Exactly, okay. so it catches the male off guard they oftentimes will then re-experience their trauma from childhood, and then they have a, a, a overreactive response to their spouse or their partner's um, disclosure of their pregnancy, that they're pregnant. So that's where the male's trauma begins. Now, in terms of the actual abortion procedure for the male, if they go to the, the, the abortion clinic, where their trauma is, is their inability to fight for their spouse and also for their child. In other words, when they're in that clinic waiting room, they can't fight and try to protect their, their partner or their wife from the medical procedure of that trauma. And they can't fight to protect their child. So their trauma as a male, the impact on that on them is very strong at that point. And that's going against the direct urge in which men are designed to be protectors and providers and and so that whole aspect of a man how a man is wired how god created to provide and protect for their partner and their child they lose that ability and so when they walk out of that abortion clinic i oftentimes say this and you probably heard me say this in other podcasts is that that when a male walks out the trauma is they were not able to act on their fight and the woman's trauma is they were not acting able to act on their flight. In other words, they couldn't get off the abortion clinic, clinic mm -hmm. um, when they were getting the surgical procedure. They couldn't run out of the room. Mm -hmm. And that has a direct impact on their body in the terms of their trauma. Hmm. Yeah. I want to just um, go a little deeper into uh, the reference you made to chemical abortion. And through some research that we're seeing uh, at support after abortion, 
there is certainly a rise in the United States of more and more chemical abortions or abortion pills being prescribed. We've even recently heard that if Planned Parenthood had their way, that would be the, the dominant way, uh, predominant way for abortions to take place. I'm just wondering, Greg, in your clinical experience, for the man who's, who's not present during a chemical abortion process, how might that create trauma for men? Yeah, well, for, for a man, they oftentimes feel omnipotent, omnipotent responsibility for the pregnancy in itself. In other mm -hmm. words, they feel responsible that their partner got pregnant. So they feel responsible for any trauma that their partner would go through, through that, that chemical abortion. And then they feel helpless because they can't intervene. They can't take care of that person. Oftentimes I hear from men how difficult it was to not be able to just provide and care for their partner when they were going through that procedure and they were not able to even like be at their bedside mm -hmm. when they're recovering from that. Mm -hmm. And so that's very difficult for a man to not just kind of live out that role again to take care of their partner through something that's very difficult. One of the key themes that we're speaking about throughout this series and in our conference coming up in October is how our culture doesn't validate men's trauma. So speak to why that's such a powerful thing that's happening. What, what is the negative consequence of not having a man's trauma validated? Yeah, so if you look at all the different traumas that a male goes through in our culture, whether it's sex abuse trauma, physical abuse trauma as a male, as a child, um, domestic violence trauma, abortion trauma for the male, Oftentimes, if you look at our culture, men are viewed as perpetrators of female trauma. <clears throat> They're not viewed as uh, the actual receivers of trauma um, in terms of men. <clears throat> as a result of that, they internalize their pain. Their pain oftentimes comes out in symptoms. And what I mean by that, Nathan, is their pain comes out in symptoms such as anger, addictions, um, you know, other types of issues. And so what happens is, is because male trauma is not validated, their symptoms send the message to our culture and it perpetuates the very belief they mm. have about the male as the perpetrator, because now their symptoms come out in addiction, abuse, and types of things like this. And instead of their trauma being validated, they're now again seen as the perpetrators of female trauma. You see how that's a terrible cycle? It's an awful cycle. And, and if we could just stay on this, this thought for just a moment, for the man who has pushed down his feelings, which is very common and not, not healthy, but very common, uh, I wonder, Greg, do they also feel in your practice, do you also see people not connecting anger to their past trauma. They just would say, I'm an angry person, or I have this addiction because I just come from an, addi an addictive family. How do you make the connection, especially to those uh, leaders who are listening, to help press through a symptom to uncover the trauma? Yeah. So what I would say to leaders, and I would just say to people in general, for when you're looking at male trauma or the impact that male trauma has on a, a man, First, you want to look at what are the symptoms? What are the symptoms that they're presenting telling you about what's going on underneath that man? 
-hmm. you know, if they're presenting, for example, in my practice, I specialize in sex addiction. If they're coming into counseling for a presenting problem of sex addiction, my question always is, okay, why? What's at the root of that addiction? Is there a possible trauma in their past that they haven't dealt with that's contributing to their presenting problem of addiction? And so what I do with my clients is I help them kind of first get into sobriety or recovery of that presenting problem. And then later we begin to look at, is there a possible trauma in the past? And abortion oftentimes could be part of that past trauma. With my clients, I, I have about 30 to 40% of them um, will end up having an abortion in their history as a man with a presenting problem of sex addiction. Mm -hmm. So what's, what's amazing for me to be able to do is take that presenting problem of sex addiction and later do the abortion recovery work mm. with that male. And then that helps them less likely relapse on the presenting problem of sex addiction because they've dealt with that underlying trauma. So what we, we as leaders need to look if we're going to help men is they're most likely not going to come forward with an abortion trauma as a presenting problem we as leaders need to look at how can we make those correlations and tie back opportunities based on symptoms to help those men that have abortions in their history i think that that's going to be a much more effective tool that's so powerful and that's great advice um, for additional resources please uh, follow us online you can also watch this entire series on supportafterabortion.com um, one of the comments that Greg mentioned is about getting to the root of issues and support after abortion has a wonderful resource uh, written by our CEO, Lisa Rowe, called Unraveling the Roots of, of Abortion. And you can go and see um, really the driving factors. Uh, there's a workbook, there's a, a online groups that we offer, just a lot of resources to help you get to that root issue. Uh, you can contact Support After Abortion confidentially, and our team is standing by uh, ready to provide both help and resources uh, to leaders and those impacted by abortion. Thank you for joining us on this episode, Greg, and we look forward to having you back. Thank you. Thank you for participating in today's broadcast. If you or someone you know has been impacted by abortion, we are here to help and you are not alone. Our trained staff will meet you with compassion and confidentiality simply by visiting us at supportafterabortion.com. There you'll find a confidential phone number and contact us, in which our staff are standing by ready to help you and be of assistance.